0: Our reading this morning is by Heather McHugh, and it's titled, The Size of Spokane. The baby isn't cute. In fact, he's a homely little pale and headlong stumbler. Still, he's one of us, the human beings stuck on flight 295 Chicago to Spokane. And when he passes my seat twice, at full tilt, this, then that direction, I look down from Lethal Weapon 3 to see just why. He's running back and forth across a sun-blazed car- circle on the carpet, something brilliant fallen from a porthole. So it's light, amazing him. It's only light, despite some 3 and 1 half hundred people propped in rows for him to wonder at. It's light he can't get over. Light, he can't investigate enough. However many zones, he runs across it, flickering himself. The umpteenth time I see him coming, I've had just about enough. But then he notices me noticing and stops. One fat hand on my armrest to inspect the oddities of me. Some people cannot hear. Some people cannot walk. But everyone was sunstruck once and set adrift. Have we forgotten how astonishing this is? So practiced all our senses we cannot imagine them. Foreseen, instead of seeing, all the all there is. Each spectral port each human eye is shot through with a hole, and everything we know goes in there, where it feeds ablaze. In a flash, the baby's old. Mel Gibson's hundredth comeback seems less clever. All his chases and embraces narrow down while we fly on in our plain radiance of vehicle toward what cannot stay small forever.
1: Here is our beautiful and sometimes terrible world. Let us be not afraid, because this is what we are about. We hold hope for each other when hope is hard to find. We plant seeds that will one day grow. We are prophets of a future, not our own. We cannot do everything, but we can do maybe just a few things. So let us forget our perfect offering. There is a crack in everything. That is how, and say with me, that is how the light gets in. Do you have any metal in your body, the nurse asks. In my body or on my body, I ask. Both, she says. Do lead fillings count? Those are fine, she says, but I need the wedding ring off and the jewelry off. You mean the clunky watch that you call that jewelry? She says, yeah, take it off and let me see your fleece. Yeah, that needs to come off too. Just curious, I say, like what would happen if I had metal in me (laughs) and I went into the machine? Well, she says, it wouldn't be pretty. She says in that direct clipped way that nurses who have seen it all say things that make the rest of us freak out. (laughs) And she says we wouldn't want anything to happen to that pretty face, would we? At which point Karen who is with me rolls her eyes. (laughs) I say to her flattery helps because I'm a little anxious. Now, I share that I'm anxious, so you don't let my public senior minister role lead you to think that I'm somehow naturally endowed with holy poise or blessed chill in the face of fear. Ever since I was a kid, ever since I was little, anxiety was my burden to bear. Maybe this is true for some of you. Which is why I so treasure our ministry, because we say that whatever fear comes, we promise that we don't have to bear fear alone. And that the spirit of life shines on you. Wherever you're sitting this morning, it shines on you. Outside the Metro West MRI Center, where I am peeling off all of my metal. The sun shines through the leafless trees and they cast these spider shadows all over the ground. And too, because this was right around election time, the shadow of what will or won't happen is casting itself across the land. There's so much uncertainty then, there's so much uncertainty now it blocks out so much of the shine of daily life, doesn't it? That's why I was so drawn to the poem that Maria read for us. That little kid, sunstruck by that circle of light on the aisle of the plane. And I wonder, can't we just cast our eyes off the news? And the tweeting and the bloviating And the important work that never gets finished in the marches and the meetings, can't we just set it aside for a moment and just try to be a little sunstruck? I wonder sometimes have we forgotten how astonishing this is? The life, the breath, the air the earth? I have, I do. Which is why I was so scared. I was so full of fear that late autumn morning to get that brain MRI recommended out of an abundance of caution after a fainting episode that I had had one Sunday afternoon. Because even though though the doctor was confident that all I had was a bad case of dehydration After a morning of preaching with too much passion (laughs) and fire (sighs) and not enough water or food, I was absolutely certain that I had every terrible disease listed there on WebMD, a website that is designed to make hypochondriacs out of all of us. So put these on, Mr. Dietering. the nurse says, and she hands me these big like weed trimmer headphones because there will be a lot of banging inside and hold this button, which is your panic button because it's loud and it's dark in there. And she points then to the open mouth, the open dark mouth of the MRI machine that seemed so eager to swallow me. And press the button if you need to come out, she says, but try not to press it, okay, because then we have to start all over again. (laughs) Karen's hand squeezes mine, which isn't a marvel in itself because after 19 years of marriage, all you need are hands that can communicate exactly what you need to hear. The hand saying, you're okay. I lay down on the hard plastic bed and put the headphones on and I trade Karen's warm hand for the panic button and I try to breathe as the machine slowly swallows me inside itself and I say to myself, you know, at least maybe I'll get a sermon out of this. (laughs) Which is meant to be funny, but it's also, here's why it's true. For the ways that our ministry, yours and mine together, help us translate and transcend the hard things. But with that machine hovering inches over my eyes. And Karen now in the next room, and the only light all the way at the end of my feet, way past my feet at the end of the tunnel, and shadowy dark everywhere, and the nurse beyond the glass in the next room looking at my brain on the screens, and the banging and the buzzing. God, it was, it was terrible. It was terrifying. Saying to my whole body, alarm, alarm, alarm alarm and my thumb hovering over the red panic button the only words i could think of then the only words that came to me were the words i memorized as a catholic kid altar boy serving 6 45 a.m mass they came to me i will preach on them later this month the lord is my shepherd Restores my soul. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Over and over, these words, like they're just floating through my body, there in the dark mouth of the machine, the light so far away, Reminding me, as Pam said, that God is presence and not protection. And, yes, I, can, I need others to hold hope for me now. And, yes, the cracks of my anxiety are a widening and widening. And I need now for the light to get in there at the end of my feet. I can barely see it, but it is there. Says the nurse over the microphone, good job. All done. As the machine slowly, too slowly, spits me out of its inky dark. Into the bright fluorescent light of the windowless room and caring, waiting for me on the other side of the door and the second nurse I see behind the glass, me trying to read her facial expressions as she looks at my brain on the screen trying to decipher her brow and her lips for any clues to my fate, my anxiety making me certain that what I see on her eyes is a flash of foreboding. Three days. Three days of shadowy, hovering, hurting, hiding, worry. Three days in the dark valley with God's rod and staff. I can't hold hope on my own. I need others to hold hope for me. So I tell the doctor, would you call Karen with the results because I I will jump out of my skin every time my phone buzzes. And I wait. And I lean on others. I lent on you even though you didn't know it and I ask for help, and I sing Spirit of Life in the dark of night, and I try to let the light of ordinary moments I normally take for granted sun strike me. Because this is the other thing about fear, how it can gift you with perspective and priorities, can't it? How long with the wait? Three days. So let me pause here and, because right about now, our stewardship team and the board with their light bracelets and the staff are wondering, I thought Nathan was going to give a stewardship sermon today. <laughs> Doesn't he know how much money we have to raise this year? Is he like, is he just going on with his stories? Did he forget I share my story because I see parallels of my journey into the mouth of the MRI, all coiled with fear, waiting for better news, asking for help, reaching for light, and the journey, I see a parallel there between my journey and our journey that we're living in. Because folks, at a time when news is called fake and leaks are called lies, and 90 million people failed to cast a vote in the most important election of our time. And the 46 million who did vote for president is called a mandate. And a free press are named enemies of the state, which is a Stalin tactic. And America first is said at the inauguration, which is a slogan used by American Nazi sympathizers in the 1930s. And immigrants are labeled bad hombres and bad dudes. And transgender rights are labeled a question of states' rights, which was the same thing that was said about segregation 60 years ago. And the previous president is labeled a sick person on an early Saturday morning tweet by the current president. I mean, do I have to go on? Because this is not a... Partisan statement. This might be a political one, but as your minister, I feel we are living in the mouth of dark times. Shadowy times, fearful times, anxious times, asking for help times, give me your hand times looking at the end of the tunnel for a glimpse of light times, 23rd Psalm times. And though it needs to be acknowledged that we, the people, we, the people, especially we, the privileged people, have, can we be honest, we have become lazy. We have taken our democracy for granted. We have taken our church for granted, maybe our unitarian universalism for granted, our values for granted, our principles for granted. The fear, though, of these days, like the fear I felt back in autumn as I waited for the doctor's call, it has been clarifying, has it not? Because in these shadow times, you and I, we have reached out. We have asked ourselves and each other, how we can have a meaningful impact. And we have tried to find meaning in these times of challenge. And so we have come here to this place that has been here since 1681 in one way, shape, or form to hold the light. Bringing our fear, absolutely, but basking together in the shine that comes through these windows because we hold hope for each other when hope is so very hard to see everywhere else we go. That we need, your generous pledges, is obvious. That you will never know the impact that you have on the person next to you, that you may never know, is why I want you to give generously. Because, we do not know when the call will come. And we don't know how long we're gonna have to hold the light. Three days later, the doctor did call. And I see Karen picking up the phone in the window as I work outside in the yard with the afternoon sun on my neck. And I see her put her thumbs up through the window and I tilt my head back and I close my eyes into the light and I breathe deep breaths of relief. But folks, what if the call had been different? What then? I think of that often knowing that one thing that belonging to religious community teaches me and I hope it teaches you is what Hemingway said I keep using this quote all the time these days that life breaks all of us and we can be made strong in the broken places which is to say you who I love we make each other strong together We, as Pam said, we heal each other. We bring healing, as the choir sang earlier. I want us to know that, that whatever may come, whatever you're waiting to hear back from, to reach for the light, to stand in this place in the light until the shadows flee away.
0: Say with me, amen.